Salvation came because he met Jesus. And something stirred within him that transformed everything around him. Now, he wanted to become generous. He wanted to become honest. And because he had found contentment for his soul, finally, he was saying, I was this way, but now I've met Jesus. He said, I was someone who took advantage of people, but now I just want to be honest. I was someone who thought I had to make something of myself, but now I just want to be used by God because I experienced his goodness. Welcome to Hope in the Margins, a podcast for Hope Community Church that is seeking to help you connect the hope of Jesus with your everyday life in the margins. I'm your co-host Chandler Young, joined alongside Caleb Blanton. We're so excited today to be introducing Kenny Hall, teaching pastor at Hope Community Church to you as we continue our conversation around the series that we're in called I Was But Now. And so we're so excited for you to get to hear this episode and to share with us as we celebrate these stories of transformation and get a more in-depth look at Kenny's sermon this past week, as well as all things transformation in our church. We love you. Hope you enjoy it. Well, Kenny, tell us just a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do. You're my office mate. That's right. We do share an office now. Um, Well, where I'm from, I don't really know. Um, I get that question asked a lot. I was born in Northern Ireland, um, moved to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania when I was about five years old. Uh, we hopped around a few different places in Pennsylvania until after 9-11, and my dad felt called to go active duty Army as a chaplain, and we've been moving every two or three years since. But I have now been in Shelby, North Carolina for seven years, hmm. and this is the longest I've ever lived in one place. So... I might just be from Shelby now. <laughs> well, that's the, the year of Jubilee. That's right. So you got big plans? <laughs> um, I was a Yankee, but now <laughs> I'm made from it. Shelby. <laughs> I love it. You finally made it. That's right. This is awesome. So tell us a little bit about your role here at Hope. Well, I was the student pastor, <laughs> but now I am a teaching pastor. Um you know, when I, when I moved to Shelby, I moved here to be a student pastor at Element Church, and um, I was here at the beginning when we were at the middle school, then when we went to the YMCA back in those days, and then when we merged to become Hope Community Church, um, they were able to bring me on uh, in a full-time role here, and um, over the years, my roles just changed. <laughs> I never got promoted because um, I was always intentional about that because um, youth ministry was not something you could be promoted out of. Um, sometimes I even think I got demoted <laughs> by uh, not being able to be the student pastor anymore. But, you know, this is the role that God's called me in. And right now I'm just uh, focused on being on the teaching rotation here at Hope Community Church. Um, and I think it's an incredible model um, that I've got to learn from under Skip and Jeremy. You know, I love how we have a teaching team. Our church mm-hmm. is not based around one man's personality. Um, that plurality of leadership, the plurality of voices, I think it's very healthy, and I think it's helped our church grow in a ve- very healthy manner, and it's just fun to be a part of. 
Yeah, it's awesome. And you've done such a good job even uh, before I got here, essentially helping start the college ministry and launch some of that and still discipling some of the guy leaders. And so I'm super appreciative for that. And you've been my biggest fan too, so it's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So Kenny, Caleb, let's uh, shift the conversation a little bit to the I was but now Kenny's sermon um, where he talked about John the Baptist and Jesus and Zacchaeus. And so, Caleb, do you have any thoughts on that? And we'll let Kenny kind of speak into that a little bit too. So you want me to evaluate the sermon? Evaluate, yeah. Okay, Okay. (laughs) well, obviously I'm a fantastic preacher. I do it all the time. So (laughs) I have the authority to do this. No, as I was... um, um, listening through, like through the sermon, uh, I kept going back to Romans 12, mm. actually. And, um, I can't remember exactly what you had said that, that le- like led my mind to go this, to this place. But, you know, Paul says, um, you be, tr- you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. And uh, I think you were, you're talking specifically about just, just making a decision to, uh, to, to, to move on, so to speak, to be to go from uh, greed to generosity, and and so I like I got to thinking about Romans twelve again because it's one of my favorite verses for uh, like a a reminder for for the the way we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live with that tra- transformed life. Um, but I like Romans twelve also because it talks about then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm-hmm. Um, some versions say discern, which is a big word for us as we <laughs> try to understand God more, you know. But um, I do like thinking about that. It take, I mean, we can go to Ephesians and, and see that there's another use of the word discern. And I think really what it boils down to is just loving one another. And if we love one another, which is the what... I don't know. Jesus said something about it being pretty important, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, if we if we do that, then we can have a story that was I was, but now every single day. You know, I was worse off yesterday than I am today. Mm. You know, uh, I, but but today I'm better off. I guess I could say say it that way. But yeah, so right. that's kind of my. Um, yeah, I like how you brought in that Romans twelve transforming your mind verse too because. I mean, I think the reason why that kept coming to your mind is because we were talking about repentance. You know, um, John the Baptist, he was um, leading people to repentance and being yeah. baptized for repentance. And repentance literally means to change one's mind, mm. you know, and that's how we live a transformed life. It starts in the mind. And when we're able to shift <clears throat> our perspective, and really, in the end of the day, we can't shift our perspective. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit um, to intervene for us and shift our perspective for us. And then um, that's when we were talking about kind of how we're born um, as selfish and sinful individuals. And uh, you hear the toddler, it's always saying, mine, not yours. Mm-hmm. And um, it's only with God's help that we can actually shift that mindset and focus on Him. And then really, truly begin to serve others. Because I think that a lot of times there can be the illusion of selflessness without Jesus. Um, but really, at the end of the day, all of our selfless acts are still selfish because almost every single time we do those things, 
to try to feel better about ourselves, you know, not to genuinely serve somebody else. But if I do this, it's going to make me feel better about it. A lot of people think that generosity is just throwing money at somebody, you know, and that's why I wanted to be intentional about not talking about money specifically whenever we talked about generosity, because what does it matter if you can give someone 20 bucks, but you can't give them the time of day, you know, and it's like, or what are we really investing in other people's lives? How are we really being generous? How are we really being a blessing to others? And this is something that we just got to practice at, you know, and um, it's something that we have to grow in and let God continue to change our perspective every single day. Let us get over ourselves every single day so we can best serve the kingdom. Yeah, I think that's what's so cool about the fact that this series I was but now came right after the Walk in the Spirit series mm-hmm. because that, that renewal, that process of being renewed is, is by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Spirit is renewing our minds and our hearts and our, our thoughts, our desires. And, yeah. and so He is the one who even in us produces generosity. And, mm-hmm. and as you know, that John 16 passage convicts us concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Yeah. And I felt like even I didn't get to sit in the room to hear mm-hmm. the sermon, but felt the conviction around some of the um, specifically generosity and honesty and sometimes motivations behind certain things. And I think that's what's cool about it is that the transformation, uh, it, it's just reminding us again of our helplessness and our dependency, that it's only the spirit mm-hmm. in us that is producing life and life change and so i thought it was it was great yeah i think it's, i just think it's interesting the kind of direction that this series has taken because when we're going into it we want to talk about stories of transformation and um the i was but now and um i wanted to go i want to talk about ezekiel value dry bones you know that death to life or i mm-hmm. want to talk about mary magdalene you know going from being demon possessed to really the first person to actually be able to share the gospel, (laughs) you know, um, after Jesus had risen from the dead. And like these dramatic stories of transformation, that's kind of where I thought the direction of the series was going. But, you know, Jeremy, um, the week before and um, yesterday, like it's really come down to, um, you know, us getting over our complacency as Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, it's kind of come into a, daily transformation thing rather than this big life altering big moment Damascus Road moment you know and I think that's kind of cool because I, I think way too often we we uh, idolize those Damascus Road moments um, when we talk about stories of transformation and we talk about testimonies and you know and it leaves a lot of people in the room thinking oh well if I didn't sell drugs and now I got out of that well mm. then I don't really have a good story you know but that God brings an amazing story into our lives every single day, you know, and I really want people to be able to know, too, that, you know, if God had them, if they grew up their entire lives in a Christian home with a Christian family and their faith has become their own, that's an incredible story. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best stories you could ever have on this planet, and God's going to continue to grow you and, and do amazing things in and through your life, and that's just when it comes down to stories about Him. It's not about us, right. you know? I remember whenever uh, I, I interned at a church in uh, Columbus, Georgia, when I was in college, and they wanted me to share my testimony with the lead pastor, and um, he was a, uh, 
old Jerry Spear. He he was he was kind of like Rick. Was you know <laughs> like like quiet and uh, but a little more solemn than Rick is. Rick, Rick's uh, still got a good smile on his face all the time. <laughs> And so um, I'm sitting there telling the story, and I, and I had, like, worked on my testimony, and I got the big dramatic story that I did, you know, going from pothead to pastor and all these things. And then um, he asked me after I got done t- talking for about 10 minutes, and he said, okay, well, you talked about yourself a lot. And he said, and uh, you talked about God a couple times, and I don't think you used Jesus' name once. And then... I felt like an idiot, <laughs> and, yeah. and I just uh, had to reevaluate the way I really saw what my testimony was, you know, and, and I think a great example of it is Paul, even Paul um, in the book of Acts, you know, we got about seven verses of his life before Jesus, and then we got all of these chapters it's what 14 chapters of what his life with Jesus and after salvation was. You know, that's mm-hmm. what our story is. It's continual going rather than constantly looking back. So, yeah, that's good. And I think for me, like, that's a powerful thought because it should lead everyone <laughs> to be encouraged and empowered to share their story. Mm-hmm. We say this a lot with college students, but that God wants to use your story for his glory. And, you know, that's kind of catchy, but that's true. Like, it, everyone, as you said, has a story. All of us, if we are followers of Christ, pass from death to life. Like, that is a miracle. You know, we've been singing mm-hmm. about that miracle. And so we just want to empower our people as well to share that, to share, you know, before Christ, but why Christ mm-hmm. and after and what that process looks like and to empower them to go and be the church by by having these conversations, by sharing this grace story, this grace that you did not deserve but that was freely given. And so I think it's it's powerful that this story and even y'all's two sermons back-to-back weeks have have highlighted that it's it's a moving forward. It's not a no complacency. And to that, like, what would you say, I'm just curious, kind of your thoughts, the difference between contentment and complacency? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think contentment, first off, is found in who God is. Mm -hmm. And whenever you are content in all that He is, you're you're open and ready for whatever He would want to do. That was kind of the point where we were getting at Mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, Complacency, I think, is very self-focused. I think complacency, you've kind of lost the perspective that contentment will bring you. And um, because whenever you're content in all who God is and you're constantly focused on Him, you're going to be much more in tune with Him and His Spirit. You're, you're still chasing after Him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you're content in your relationship with God, you always want more of Him, you know. It's yeah. kind of the irony of it. Yeah. And then um, complacency and comfort, you know, it's kind of, that's how we become very lazy in our faith. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel like we've arrived. We feel like we're, we're good enough, you know, and then uh, we also talked about that in the sermon yesterday. I'm not good enough. Right. And you know what? I'm never going to be good enough. And that's okay because he is, Right. you know, and um, complacency, I feel like more comes out of a place of defeat than anything else, mm. you know? Yeah, that's good. Caleb, you got thoughts on that? Yeah, I think as you were saying that, and you, you said the word comfort, 
I feel like complacency is um, you're at a place where you avoid discomfort. Mm. But like contentment mm-hmm. is a place where you are willing to take on what's next, but you're but you're patient. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's kind of how it feels to mm-hmm. me. Um, you you just said. Uh, you brought in the, the the idea of grace just a second ago, and I was thinking about uh, the song "Holy Water" that we've, you know, heard on the radio and sang over the past couple of years. Um, the bridge says, "I don't want to abuse your grace, God. I need it every day. It's the only thing that makes me want to change." And you know, going back to what we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, repentance, right? So. His kindness leads us to repentance. That grace is what makes us want to change. And I think they said it the best, you know. Whenever uh, when I finally heard the song, I'm like, okay, that that is like how you can have that story every single day. Not right. this not this dramatic um, going from dr- drug dealer to to evangelist or whatever. Yeah. But but a daily transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and His grace is and part you, of that, and you can use that right where you are, and that's what I loved about that John the Baptist, um, and in Luke three, that whole picture. You know, I just never thought of it that way. That all these people are repenting and having this incredible spiritual experience, and they're coming out, they're asking, "Now what?" And He sends them right back into the crooked, corrupt world that they were in, that they were already living in. Mm-hmm. He says, "Okay, no, you go back there, <laughs> and right. now you can live well." in the midst of those circumstances. I think that's so important for us in our, in our day and age, you know? For sure. Yeah, I love the the idea of that in the sense of even going along the lines of the complacency thing. I think, I think it was Skip or maybe it was you, Kenny, but whenever I did my internship here several years ago, I remember, um, I think it was Skip, saying that in our faith we're never just staying in the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm either moving closer to the Father or I'm moving further away. And now, in a sense, I know that I'm I'm not. I can't mm-hmm. escape him. I, I can never flee from his presence. But if I'm thinking the idea of complacency is a real thing, the fact of the matter is that, that I'm moving further away mm-hmm. if I'm not moving closer to him and I'm not content in who he is and I'm longing and hungering for more of who he is and growing in that relationship. And then the overflow of that, mm-hmm. you know, is that I go and I tell people of who he is and what he's doing in his grace and mercy. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to Hope in the Margins. And Kenny, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. I loved it. Not the not the last time you'll be on here for sure. Yeah, I hope not. I love, I love it. it. Well, We hope you guys are encouraged and empowered to hear this message and this story of redemption in our life and to go and be the church.